Are you currently caught in a cycle of people pleasing? I know it can be incredibly exhausting and emotionally draining. The constant pressure to meet or feel like you need to meet other people's expectations might leave you feeling or actually experiencing a situation where your priorities, your needs, what you actually want is on the back burner or maybe even totally neglected. I think it's natural and a really beautiful trait to want to make others around you happy and create harmony. But when it comes at the cost of your own happiness, your own needs and wants, you neglecting your own well-being, you're actually not better off for it. And by the way, neither are the people around you, the people you are trying to make happy. It's really hard to acknowledge and change these patterns, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. And today I want to share with you six life-changing realizations that I've had that have really helped me break and understand my pattern of people-pleasing. And I can guarantee you, if you fully dial in and be present with this episode, it will change your mindset and approach to the whole idea of people-pleasing forever. Have you ever wondered whether there's actually a sustainable way to balance a healthy and meaningful life with your busy schedule? Well, you're in luck, Balancer, because I did too. And the Balancery podcast is now a dedicated space to be curious in finding a balance that just works. Because since we're being honest here, balance isn't a one-size-fits-all. I'm your host, Erica, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Balancers, and welcome to another episode of the Balance Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Erica. And for those of you that are new around here, welcome to the show. This is a space where we get curious about life balance. This is a space where we work around and actually deconstruct the whole narrative of work-life balance. Because what I've realized is that balance is such a unique thing. It's unique to you and I but it actually is unique and changes for me at different moments in my life. So what we do on the show is we explore different tools and tips, basically ways to equip ourselves to be able to deal with these changing moments in life, to get clear on what we actually need to feel balanced and to package that all in a way that's actually achievable for us to do. Because I don't know about you, but I was really sick of chasing this idea of work-life balance and always feeling like I could never quite get it right. So if that sounds like you, if you're on a similar path, if it's something you've been searching for and you just feel like there's a better way, every week we bring out new content to inspire you and help equip you with tools so that you can actually start to find your own unique balance, whether that be through amazing guests that I have on the show or personal insights like today's episode that I share to help you break or understand certain parts about yourself. All of it is delivered in a way to help you actually understand yourself better because Being balanced is just being connected with yourself at the core of it. And so today's episode, I think, is a really, really important discussion. It's something I've struggled with in the past and from chatting to a lot of you listeners and watchers and from speaking with a lot of you, I know it's something you struggle with too. Today's episode, the concept of people pleasing is the perfect example of something that stands in the way of us and our balance. It's this pressure or this kind of expectation we put on ourselves to put others before ourselves. As I said in the intro briefly, I think it's actually a really beautiful quality that a lot of us have. It's a really beautiful desire we deep down want to make other people happy. But we have to be really mindful if and when it's coming at the cost of our own well-being and health. 
and ultimately our sense of balance. So today I'm going to share those six life-changing realizations I've had that helped me actually rework or understand the action or the behavior of people pleasing on a deeper level, because to tell someone, stop caring about other people, stop putting other people first, stop trying to change yourself for others, I think goes against the grain of something we often inherently want to do for other people. We want to make them feel comfortable. We want to make them feel fulfilled and accepted and loved. But these realizations helped me kind of put myself at the center of it. And it's not a selfish thing at all. And by the end of the episode, after hearing all six, you'll actually hopefully understand kind of what I did, which was if I give back to myself, if I put myself first, if I look after my well-being, I can actually give to other people in a more fulfilled and authentic way. So I'm really excited to share this one because I think it's a compilation of things I've learned over the last few years that have been really profound for me personally. Before we get stuck into it, don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite streaming platform, whether it be YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just so you can stay up to date with all our latest content and so you don't miss any of our episodes. All right, let's get stuck straight into it. The first life-changing realization I had, number one, Authenticity leads to meaningful connections. When we get caught in people pleasing, right? We're in situations or scenarios where we stop and we think, okay, what's something I can say or do that's gonna make this other person feel happy, right? So just by engaging and doing that, we are effectively altering ourselves or our natural and kind of authentic behavior to suit or satisfy somebody else. So we're basically being inauthentic. like. The actual just description of what I've just said means you're not being yourself because you have to think about the impact it will have on someone else and therefore adjust your behavior accordingly. Now to that, I say, if you are putting yourself out there, right, everything you do and say is a version of yourself that's kind of skewed or filtered or buffered based off how you think it's going to be received, then you are going to be attracting or connecting with people on the basis of what you're putting out there, which as we just said, is not your actual self. So therefore the relationships or the connections you're going to be having is from a place of a little bit of a filtered version of what you would actually probably naturally do or say, and you're therefore creating connections based off an inauthentic version of yourself. It's, it's really something to stop and think about. If you've really had to change yourself or alter your behavior or adjust the things you say and do to connect or feel like you belong with people, then these byproduct relationships that you've made off the back of doing that for a sustained period of time are tied to the inauthentic version of yourself that you're putting out there. Now, I think there's a fine line between genuinely wanting to do something for someone. And of course, there's a place for needing to buffer and measure our words in certain circumstances or situations. But we're talking about something a little bit deeper here, right? It's that sustained and prolonged need or pressure you feel on yourself to always have to like think about or tiptoe or buffer around someone. I'll give you guys a really good example. In the past, I've had people in extended friendship groups who only really talk about themselves, right? And it's something I've picked up on. It's something I've acknowledged. They never really asked me about me and what's going on. And I don't really care. Like I don't feel the need to have to talk about myself all the time. But because of that dynamic, when I'm around them, I find myself constantly trying to find more questions about their own life, what's happening in their world, presenting myself as more interested than probably maybe what I naturally would be because I know that's kind of all they like to talk about and the conversation doesn't really go outside of the box of them. But what happens there, and it's actually happened in the past, is 
I'm coming across as a very inauthentic version of myself because I'm pretending to be interested in these things that I don't really or maybe care about more than what we've already spoken about. And on the other side, people aren't silly, right? That's actually received as disingenuous. And you can come across as a completely different version of yourself when all you were trying to do was kind of buffer around that person. So basically what I'm trying to say is when you people please and you go to that extent where it's not just you being nice and it's sustained over a long period of time, you've either created inauthentic friendships that align with that inauthentic version of yourself, that version that you always have to filter or put up in front of those certain people, or you're actually just going to come across as rude and conceited and not interested because that's, you know, you are not interested and you're kind of being fake if, if we're being honest. So understand that genuine connections are actually built on authenticity. When you're true to yourself, when you feel like you don't need to tiptoe around people or create a buffer over who you are, you're going to attract people who resonate with that. And yes, that might not be everyone. And yes, that might mean you need to get comfortable with people not liking you. But at the end of the day, you're going to wake up and know that the people around you are there because they connect with the real you. And you don't have to put a filter on to force that connection with a person. And that's actually a big sign. I think when you feel you have to really force a relationship or conversation, that's probably a big sign that there's, you know, little alignment there. And when you kind of try and squeeze the lemon in those situations, you can come across as quite inauthentic. So this is the first reframe or I guess breakthrough I offer to you to kind of help you break the habit of people pleasing because it really doesn't serve you. And you can see how it actually doesn't serve the people around you either. It creates this whole pool of misalignment and miscommunication ultimately. And I think if you really care or you're someone that's interested in having really long, strong friendships, then you need to be really, really mindful about the source or the foundation on which they're built. Number two. Accept people as they are, but place them where they belong. This quote really stopped me in my tracks when I read it the other day. It was on one of those Instagram tile quote things. And I've really been thinking about it ever since. How empowered I feel when I read that. Accept people as they are, but place them where they belong. Because I feel often when we people please, we're either trying to get that acceptance from others or we're trying to make them feel more accepted and, and comfortable. And so this reframe is for the latter of those scenarios when we're trying to make other people feel comfortable. When we are tiptoeing around someone, and I'm sure, I mean, I think most people in their life have an example of someone either past or present that they feel they have to tiptoe around in what they say, their emotions, the conversations they have with them. So they don't kind of erupt them, right? They're like a little bit of a ticking time bomb that you don't want to set off, right? So for those people... I think it's really empowering to know that you can accept them as they are, but you do not need to overextend. And that to me is like placing them where they belong means you don't need to rope them in and make them feel like they're more important than what they maybe are in your life. You know, like you don't need to make them feel like a really close friend if they're just an acquaintance. You don't need to overextend yourself if it's not someone you want to give energy and time to. Placing them where they belong is just accepting who they are to you and not having to fake or force anything beyond that. All of those additional things that we do for these types of like ticking time bomb people, like the people we need to buffer around are really not necessary, right? Because I feel like with these types of people where pre-planning conversations, you're in the middle of a chat with them already thinking about what you're going to ask them next. It's very like curated and think about like your closest friends, right? You never have to pre-plan conversations. You don't need to worry about if they didn't text you back or like, what the next message is going to say, like all these little things I feel like I've done in the past with people who I feel I need to buffer for or be someone else for. You don't need to do that with genuine friendships, right? 
So practice accepting people as they are with their merits, with their faults, accept them as they are. And don't feel a need to overextend. You can just place them where they belong to you in your life at whatever level of proximity you want in terms of a relationship with them. You don't need to overextend and accepting someone doesn't mean you have to be overly nice and include them in everything. I feel like that's kind of the distinction here. That was the breakthrough for me. It's this comfort or empowerment of knowing that you can accept someone, but not have to extend for them, accepting them and keeping them as an acquaintance or someone you chat to every so often, right? You don't have to accept and then reel them in like they're your best mate. This idea that like, you really don't need to overextend to prove you've accepted someone. Accepting someone is an internal thing. It's you creating that peace and acceptance within yourself. And to me, that's a really, really empowering thing. And you can and should have boundaries with those people, i.e. placing them where they belong, if they bring out an inauthentic version of yourself. And so this one for me was really, really powerful. This brings us on to three. Saying no is a form of self-respect. The biggest and most important boundary you could ever set for yourself is saying no or learning to say no. Often we people please because we don't know how to say no to others. I know exactly what you're thinking and feeling. I don't say no because it's rude, because I don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings, because it feels quite blunt and abrupt. But guess what? By not saying no to somebody else, if it's something you really don't want to be doing or something you really don't want to go to, you're actually saying no to yourself. Let me say that one again. By saying yes to somebody else, you're saying no to yourself. And you know what that means. Saying no is a necessary form of self-respect. It allows you to preserve and prioritize your time, your energy, and your well-being above all others. So when you people please, or when you say yes against your own want, you are literally putting that other person's energy, time, values, whatever else it is, above your own. And on top of that, honestly, people do not care about you as much as you think they do. They are the center and the main character of their own lives not you. Don't make them the main character of your story because you are certainly not the main character of theirs. You're here to live out your own story, your own life path, your own purpose, not to buffer all of that around for somebody else's feelings or needs. So saying no is a form of self-respect. And the more comfortable you get with this idea, the easier it becomes to kind of say and embody this and stick to it. I think what helps is having kind of friends or a network around you that get it. That also respect if somebody says no. And so helping kind of hold each other accountable to those standards or respecting each other when people cancel or pull out of plans or need to restructure their time or whatever it is, is a good way for you to practice respecting that boundary for others as much as you respect it with your. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Self. Number four. Stop wasting your time trying to change what other people think about you. This one's basically self-explanatory, but ultimately if someone has set their mind, they don't like you, what could you possibly do or say to change that? And I say that because do you really want people in your life that you need to prove yourself to? Think about how many people there are in this world, those that you've met and those that you haven't. It's inevitable that not everyone's going to like you. 
you don't even like everybody. You might accept everybody, but you certainly don't resonate or click with every single person on this earth. So then it's funny that we have this expectation or we get shocked when somebody doesn't like us. And I mean, I'm totally guilty of this too. But when we say it out loud, like even now that I'm saying it, it just seems logical that you're not going to completely gel with everyone because we're all so different. And that's what creates such a diversity in this world. Without it, it would be boring if everyone liked each other and everyone was the same and had exactly the same interests. The point is energy spent trying to change what others think of you or prove your worth or value to somebody else is really time wasted because it is inevitable. Yes, it hurts, but that energy spent trying to buffer or prove yourself or kind of alter your behavior to please someone else or prove yourself to somebody else is just time taken away from more authentic, genuine connections you can have with people that actually like you. Don't get stuck here. I feel this is sometimes what people pleasing can be and just realizing that it's an inevitable part of life and surrendering to that is a really key part of just letting go of this need or this self pressure that we really just put on ourselves to try and change everyone's opinion of us and make every, everyone happy and merry all the time. Number five is all about guilt. What is the source of your guilt? I feel often with people pleasing, it's this feeling of I am saying yes, or I'm doing this because I feel guilty. I feel guilty if I don't. I feel guilty if I don't go. I feel guilty if I don't do that thing or if I don't say yes. We feel guilty saying no or effectively like disappointing somebody else. But where did this even come from in the first place? Was it the way you were raised? Was it off the back of a massive disappointment you had when you were younger? Where in your life did this belief or need come up that pleasing other people makes you worthy? Or that's like a priority that should trump your own feelings, that it's important at all costs to make others around you happy, even if it means compromising on your own. I think at some point in our lives, we pick this up, whether it was learned or a byproduct of something that happened. And so just try and dig deep and try and understand, okay, what is the source of this guilt and what truth does it hold for me? Now that you are older, more open-minded, you're exploring kind of parts of yourself. I know because you're listening to this podcast means you can revisit some of these things that you've just taken as this is just the way it is. You know, maybe you've got role models in your life. I know coming from an Italian background, I've had a lineage of nonnas and zias and even parents who will go to great lengths to do all the doveri, they're called in Italian, which are basically obligations, call all the aunties, speak to everyone, go to every single birthday, all these things that really just feel very overwhelming sometimes. And so that's a learned behavior for me, or I've created this foundation for myself, which has stemmed from what I've seen generations before me do. So try and find a source for yourself and ask, is that truth for me? Does that make sense for my life where I'm at today, here and now? And then just try and reframe your relationship with it. Because if that feeling of guilt is driving your actions and behaviors, you're forever going to be doing things for other people because you've just placed this unrealistic kind of guilt expectation on yourself and you've not taken a moment to just address or question, okay, is this truth for me? This was a big, big breakthrough realization uh, that I had. And it was really helpful that Anj, my fiance and I kind of addressed it and spoke about it together so that we're on the same page and we can set boundaries together, especially when it comes to family things. Lucky last, number six, your opinions and feelings are valid. Recognize that your feelings, your thoughts and emotions are just as valid as anybody else's. 
You don't need to suppress or downplay how you're feeling to make others more comfortable. That's a them problem. Forget the face masks and the meditations. This is really the core of self-love and self-acceptance and self-care. Give yourself that permission and respect to validate yourself, your own feelings and emotions. And watch how much that changes your need to get that validation from others or to validate other people because you're going to be in a position where you accept and honor your own truth, your own self, and you're not going to feel a need to honor and respect somebody else's above your own. This is really, really the deepest form of self-love in my opinion. So there you have it, guys. These are the six really life-changing realizations, or I guess kind of mindset shifts I've had that have helped me completely revolutionize the way I look at and engage in people-pleasing. And ultimately start putting myself first. And we can see how much of a profound impact that has on our balance. Because when we spill that over into setting boundaries in different areas of our life, putting ourselves first, validating ourselves, it really creates this beautiful platform where we are at the center of our own story. We are protecting our own thoughts and emotions at all costs. And we're not in a position where we're putting somebody else's above our own. If this episode has helped you and you've really enjoyed today's content, hit subscribe on your streaming platform, whether that be YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, share this episode with somebody who you feel is also going through a similar journey and would really benefit from the content of today's show. If you haven't already joined us in our Telegram chat, the link is in the show notes below. We connect every week and there is a beautiful group of balancers in there on a similar journey and interested in all the things that we share on this podcast. So join us in there, introduce yourself, and I'll see you all next week for another episode.